Kate, Mary! You binge watch your average Netflix show and you just want to talk to someone about it. We need to talk to someone we about Louie. We need to talk to someone about Louie. <laughs> Hi, Mary. Kate. Hello. Hello. Okay, so uh, I'm really sorry for everything. <laughs> And I just I want to put that there really early. So um, for everyone listening at home, this is actually the second time we've recorded this episode. Um, we're hoping that it improves uh, the, the flow. Um, <laughs> but basically, I'm just going to call it last time we tried to record, we were cursed. Um, I couldn't find the charger on my laptop. I tried a different laptop, which didn't work. And then I ended up finding the charger to my laptop after about half an hour of pain uh, that Mary had to put up with of me on the end of the phone, go, I can't find it. I'm under the couch. There's 10 sippy cups under here and not my charger. Anyway, and um, I'm sure parents are getting a bit of PTSD listening to this, so I'll keep it brief. It was a disaster. We ended up recording um, two episodes and then we were like, wow, we did it. Well done. And... Hung up and then the whole recording failed. <laughs> so um, <laughs> let's just write that one off to oh, the recording gods. Man, I'm I'm having trauma as you say it. But <laughs> in short, I think we can say this episode of Bluey is called Take Two. <laughs> but what we should really say is this episode of Bingo is yes. called Take Two. So I don't mind talking about Bingo twice because oh my gosh. Oh, I don't mind at all either, actually. And it's the first episode that we can't even get past the credits without um, having a chat about it. Because how great that moment when uh, Bluey is the third person to get out and everyone's so confused. So rather than the... Normal theme Finally. music. I know. It's, it's only fair. No one is that good at musical statues that they win every time. I, I'm wondering, actually, having said that, is anyone having like shock and awe moment? Because, yes, they are playing musical statues in the intro. I feel like surely the whole rest of the world is across it by now, but I still hear, um, you know, those, those outliers of people who are just realising even after months of watching it. Um, and, yeah, that's one of my favourite things about Bluey, the musical statues titles, I reckon. Yeah, well, I mean, it's so uh, danceable really, isn't it? Like isn't that the bit that every little kid is just goes through? We'll all sit there in the bath sometimes at night just going, Mum, Dad. <laughs> Bingo, <laughs> Louie. And this was the first episode where he actually, he thought he was being hilarious because he'd come up to me and go, Bluey, bingo. <laughs> so, um, and then when the whole screen turns peach as well, I mean, yeah, and then he would just sit there going, this episode of Bingo is called Bingo. Ha, 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 ha. I think he was hilarious. So, um, so satisfying. I'm with you, Will. Very satisfying. Yeah, I think it was a lovely surprise by Ludo to, um, yeah, because let's face it, Bingo was the surprise hit, I think, that they never really saw coming, uh, if the merchandise levels have anything to do with it. 
Uh, true. I mean, in Australia, there were there were so many bingos that were just impossible to find on the shelves um, around Christmas. I know we've talked about it on the podcast before, um, and so many people say that Bingo is actually their sec- their favourite character. In um, even though she's the little sister. Oh, well, took them a while with the merch, but I think with this episode, yeah, they're finally giving the people what they want. Yes. And I couldn't be happier. <laughs> and the way, the, the way they set the episode up as well is giving parents um, a very handy uh, trump card in their back pocket, I suppose. The, the line, bingo can play with bingo. Have you used that one? No, I haven't yet, but I love the idea that, um, you know, it, it's about uh, if you can't play a game also, maybe you need a problem, so a problem to solve, which yeah, genius. It's genius. You go play by yourself. Okay. Oh, what problem? Oh, yeah, what's that? I don't know how to play by myself. So let's start at the start. Bluey's heading off to play at Chloe's house um, and Dad's driving her, which leaves Mum and Bingo at home and Bingo wondering what on earth she's going to do without Bluey to um, create the game, set the scene, take charge as only Bluey can. Um, And Mum is no help because she's got to fix the toilet. There's a problem with the toilet. It won't flush. Mum has to fix it. Mum has a lot of uh, feces-based activities, I must say, in season two. I'm just realising that now. (laughs) Queens, yes. Um, We're going to be doing fancy restaurant in a couple weeks. Oh, uh, don't remind me. Um, Yeah, just bodily fluids and mum. Like it's it's as though mums are just constantly up to their elbows in them, which actually. I can attest to, Mary. I really can attest to. It is scarily close to accurate at this stage. So uh, I love a mum that's fixing stuff and how good is it that Chili is fixing the toilet and she's just like, yep, I'm, it's, it's fun for me, I'm going to go and do it. And there's no question as to whether or not she's capable of it. I love it. Are you sure you can't play with me just a little bit? No, honey, I have to fix the toilet. But that's not fun. It's fun for me. I like a good problem. Maybe I need a good problem. How handy are you on a scale of one to ten, man? <laughs> Look, I I don't mind getting the tools out. I, if I ever have to fix anything, I'm very much like putting a bandana on and sort of Rosie the Riveter style flexing. Oh, um, yes. But uh, on the flip side, I can walk past a problem for quite a few months, like – you know, a toilet that doesn't quite flush properly, I can I can really just put that on the back burner for quite a while. Like toilets are usually more of a priority item, but the facts <laughs> later in this episode are Chili's getting bandit straight onto fixing the tile the moment that it breaks. Yeah, that's that's not a thing in our house. T- broken tiles can just stay broken and, yeah, that's just a bit too much of an effort. Thanks. No problem. Can you fix that tile for me? Yeah, we've had two tiles missing from above our sink for ooh, about nine and a half months now. So um, <laughs> they're in the cupboard. You, have, fixed. you have, in your defence, uh, grown entire baby in that time. So, uh, yeah, those tiles are probably, you know, you can justify that, I feel. Um, 
but you know, I could justify anything. So stick with me, kid. Um, but <laughs> you, you are handy though. Are you, you put together monster projects. Yeah. Well, we've got one on the go at the moment. We're doing, um, I know uh, we bought this um, huge bunk bed for Will um, on Gumtree. It's like um, this mon- – thank you very much, by the way, for loaning us your husband and his youth <laughs> to help us transport this monstrosity. Um, but we've been uh, painting it because it was sort of a white and pink thing and now I've done my two coats of primer. I've gotten all the epoxy resin Ooh. off and I'm going to – make it sort of a very light grey blue i think so yeah man that that is worth like at least a dozen rosie the riveter flexes so <laughs> i hope you are pulling your weight in that department that sounds amazing yeah well um yeah the day before i went in to have joe uh will and i were putting together well i should say me he was he was just interested um <laughs> Um, but yeah, we put together a whole outdoor furniture setting because um, yeah, because the weather was beautiful, and I was like, oh. And then my mother-in-law, who was coming over to mind the kids, could uh, sit outside while they were on the trampoline. So yeah, Man, so that- you can imagine the bump though in the way. And I had carpal tunnel, so I kept dropping things. It was it was quite terrible because I just didn't want to admit that I needed help. And Tim was coming out going, uh, should you be doing this? So like, I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> that is impressive. And I'm not telling this story to one up you in any way, more to shame myself because I do come from a line of very um, go get em type uh, handy women. Um, my grandma has the story of uh, going into labor with, I think, probably the fourth child um, as she and my granddad were uh, cementing, like laying cement in the driveway. Um, And they continued to lay cement for quite some time and get the little fence around it to make sure no one stepped on it. And, um, you know, this sort of saga went on and on and on laying the cement in between contractions. When they went into the hospital, like the nurses asked, oh, you know, what time did you start? And whatever time it was, the nurse said, oh, that's only a couple hours. And grandma was like, oh, no, no, a.m., not p.m. Um, So, yeah, that was like, yeah, 12 hours of uh, cement-based labour that (laughs) <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, I, I probably should fix a few more tiles is what the moral of that story is. <laughs> it was probably an amazing distraction from the pain of contraction, <laughs> but but really, like, surely the dust inhalation alone is not ideal. Oh, yeah, good point. Oh. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure how that played. Perhaps she wasn't doing the mixing. Perhaps she was only dealing with the wet product. I'm sure she's dealing with a lot of wet product, actually. Oh. <laughs> Um, but anyway, the, the baby arrived happily and, uh, yeah, the, the cement driveway is still there. <laughs> Everyone's a winner. Um, speaking of driveways, the game that Chili is playing with the girls at the very start of this episode, um, the Mumbrella, I gave that a go the other day. It didn't Ooh. end well. <laughs> I'm, I, I reckon that is the least appealing game I've seen in Bluey yet. Like, so Chili kind of just does a like a triangular plank 
And yeah, it's like a plank with a bear crawl involved. And I didn't realize how very little ab strength I have, um, unsurprisingly. Oh. And I was sort of like, yeah, Will, I'm the umbrella. And about oh, 10 seconds later, I was like, honey, you better get out from the, um, the umbrella. It's about to collapse. <laughs> um, look, oh. your ab strength uh, notwithstanding, can I just say, what possessed you? Like, why did you think that looked appealing? <laughs> I, I don't know. We were already playing a game on the floor and I, oh. I don't know. I just I was probably trying to distract him from doing something else. So uh, yeah, yeah, I can't even I can't even remember what happened, but I regretted it. I instantly regretted it. As soon as I was up on like my arms and legs sort of with him underneath me, I was like, Yeah, this isn't smart. So we'll we'll build um, on it. We'll see how we go in about <laughs> six months time. <laughs> um uh, yeah, look, my core could probably use a bit of umbrella action, but I can't see it happening anytime soon, that is for sure. It's raining! Ah! Quick, get under the umbrella! Ah! Phew, nice and dry. So, bingo, we establish, can't play by herself, and mum uh, identifies that this is a problem, a problem that needs fixing, and... Um, to the rescue comes Bandit returning home after dropping Bluey. Dad, do you have a good problem for Bingo? Well, yeah, I do, actually. Oh, what is it? Well, on the way to Chloe's, Bluey wanted to know what colour kiwis were. The fruit? They're green. No, the little furry animal that lives in New Zealand. Hmm, that is a tricky one. Yeah, I had no idea. Do you think this is a real problem? Yes, I do. Like, yeah, he was so quick with it. Like it felt too convenient uh, yeah, in the context of the plot, then, obviously. Because Bluey gets dropped off by, I'm guessing, like Chloe's mum and runs in the house and when Bingo tells her the answer to this question, she's genuinely happy about it. Like, yeah, you solved my problem. And I doubt unless there was a sneaky mobile phone call to Chloe's mum to word up <laughs> yeah. Bluey on the way. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going with genuine. Well, very convenient. Um, and yeah, a problem that bingo can instantly leap into action on. Um, (laughs) but yeah, having solved the bingo problem, um, or given her something to take on with a aforementioned tile comes into play as bandits next problem. So everyone's dealing with problems in this, uh, at least 99 problems. I've but... got 99 problems, but a tile ain't one. <laughs> yes, that, that's, that's the lyric. I quite enjoyed watching Bingo, I guess, in her natural habitat. And I really did feel that this was the episode that the people uh, wanted to see. I mean, we see Bingo breaking the fourth wall, for example, um, yes. when she's playing I Spy on her own. Um yeah, what a cute little moment. <laughs> and then the fridge. Let's talk about the fridge. <laughs> I hate a beeping fridge. Like, surely, uh, who, who is the jerk that invented the beeping fridge? Actually, any uh, household implement that talks to you, I reckon, is probably up there for me as, like, you'd hate to see it. Like, why? Just why? <laughs> we have... We have a washing machine that plays a very jaunty little ditty as soon as it's finished, but then the door stays locked for another like 
two to five minutes after oh, that's that. So frustrating. So, so you you're uh, called by its jilted, uh, jaunty yeah. wheels, and then you have to wait and just look at it yeah. and be like, "You ready? Are you ready now? You ready?" It's like yeah. an avocado ripening. Like, you ready? Oh no, uh, you're done. Oh, too late. <laughs> and when it comes to fridges, like, who are the people who just leave their fridge doors open? Like, mm. are there? you know, families in the world who have to ask each other, like, were you born in a tent fridge? Like, <laughs> what is happening there? <laughs> I don't know. It's it just, to me, like, um, if if it was Beauty and the Beast, it would be the scolding sort of matron of the kitchen, oh, really, yeah. wouldn't it? Like, it would be basically, you left me open again. You left me open again. Come on, you've left me yeah. open again. Um, oh, yeah. There's there nothing absolutely. friendly about a beeping fridge. And I actually, yeah, I'm feeling for bingo here because all she wants is a snack and there's nothing worse that when you're in the fridge, the little giveaway beeps that you're actually in the fridge. So, um, <laughs> yeah, we do not have a beeping fridge, by the way, but we did have one in our holiday house last year, which was, yeah, quite unfriendly, I found. I just miss my sister. I know. And the fridge doesn't like me. I know. Yeah, not about it. Am about, she finally decides on her snack and can shut the fridge up. Um, <laughs> eating, and you said, yeah, the breaking the fourth wall moment was one that everyone was just, yeah, rapt to see. I was rapt to see another um super zoom moment as oh. the little ant, was it an ant or a ladybird? Yes. It was a little ant lifting that last blueberry. Um, yes. After she'd been saying, I want to eat you, which I thought was adorable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, I like that's, I think that's her probably third um, super close up insect encounter after the ladybird in butterflies and the walking leaf in weekend. Mm. Um, and yeah, just it, it, the novelty never wears off. It's always gorgeous. That little nose just at the edge of the table with the ant. Um, she's such a sweetie. And I love that it's Bingo that notices the really little things as well. Like she's so observant. And I think that there's a, a good career in, uh, yeah, for anyone that notices the little things in life. Actually, that oh, I was listening to, I can't even remember what I was listening to, but um, I have, was having very strong Bingo vibes um, a while back listening to a scientist on the radio who I think was a like moss expert or something like something very niche and talking about, you know, how you could go into the forest and find all these different types. It might've even been like lichen or something more specific than moss, but, um, but talking about, you know, just paying attention at a very detailed level and the the worlds you could discover um and she was saying that um david attenborough uh was interviewed by barack obama um for some you know big talk fest um in recent times and the question that obama asked attenborough was like how do we switch people on to be interested in the natural world to become sort of citizen scientists and make us all responsible for a better planet. And Attenborough's point was, actually, we all start like that. It's not about making people like that. We all start like that and we have Mm. to work out how to keep us that way. And, yeah, is there a better example of that than Bingo? She's just so 
yeah, observant to the little things. And yeah, it, I, I would love to nurture that in the kids as well. It's hard though, right? Because it takes time. I know when I'm like walking, um, will around town you know we've been doing lots of little local walks lately and um we walk along the tram lines at times and he wants to know everything and if you're in a hurry (laughs) with a with a crying baby or you're just trying to get home for the bus pickup or something it's really easy to just go come on we've just got to move um and slowing down taking those moments to go yeah that's a geranium or there's a block black cockatoo or um, yeah. yeah, feel how soft that leaf is or look at that one that's really spiky or, oh, yes, it is another C-class tram. I don't even know how he knows <laughs> the types of yeah. trams. He, he talked to a, a tram driver and they told him and now he just he's telling me. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, the other day he's like, oh, we're on an E-class tram. And I was like, are we? So, um, <laughs> okay. I'll roll with it. Um, oh, but yeah. Well, look, that's hard. attention to detail. You've got to he give is. it to him. Yeah, <laughs> I know. But, um, oh, he's just got the most sensitive little heart. I just hope he never, ever loses that. Um, there's a lot of big feelings in that little person. Yeah, and usually goes with being hard to rush as well, doesn't it? Yeah. So, yeah, I definitely feel you on that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we'll strike a balance one day. <laughs> one day. Mary, we're liking, we're likening it. <laughs> All about the lichen. All Um, about the lichen. What else can we talk about? Um, the 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 search for the missing kiwi piece. Tell me about your thoughts on this. Okay, so look, um, the fact. This is probably where the plot um, has its weakest link for mine, I would say, because Bingo can so vividly picture as soon as she hears the word Kiwi that they have a puzzle, it's a map of the world, the the New Zealand part has a Kiwi on it, but she still doesn't know what colour that Kiwi is. Um, Seems implausible to me, but sure, I'll go with it. Um, The fact that the piece is then missing just opens up to some comedy gold and actually made me um, think of some pretty hilarious New Zealand comedy as well because when the piece is missing, uh, Bingo's line is, I'm missing a piece. Oh, yeah, you're missing New Zealand. Oh, not again. Are you across the uh, hunt for New Zealand? Look, I am because we've pre-recorded this podcast once already. <laughs> but, okay, well, act surprised. <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> um, hilarious. So uh, I, it was a few years back. I have gone back and watched it, watched it, but didn't look at the date. Um, so there was a great, uh, went viral kind of video um, of Reese Darby from Flight of the Concords um, playing him. a – a uh, kind of yodi conspiracy theorist who gets the tip off that New Zealand is being left off the maps and it's some great global conspiracy. Um, he, of course, you know, presented with such a disaster, calls the only person you could call, Jacinda Ardern, um, who takes his call straight away. Um, yeah, this was pretty early in her prime ministership, I guess. So um, pretty cool to see her rolling out the acting slash comedy chops um, as well as running a country. Um, but, yeah, it's it's very funny. That's kind of high conspiracy that a 
Australia is trying to steal the um, New Zealand's tourists and the British are worried about the All Blacks dominance and everyone's up in arms about how good a New Zealand Pinot is. Um, we'll share it on the socials, but yeah, very funny. But I think Bandit's comment kind of fed into that um, uh, yeah, ongoing saga of New Zealand being left off the maps, which is pretty funny. Well, I'm assuming Tasmanians were involved in the production of this. <laughs> Well, yeah, poor Tassie. They need their own um their own version, oh. which yeah, what chance do they have? Do you, have you noticed there's an Australia shaped um like barbecue shape now or one of those yes. type of biscuits? But, but Tasmania, like they've got separate shapes for Tasmania and they're massive. They're like pretty much <laughs> the equivalent of the rest of Australia. And Tasmania's um, tiny. Like you can drive around the whole thing in eight hours. So yeah. Um yeah. Uh, Definitely, these biscuits are not to scale, I think is, yeah. I'm sure there's some sort of disclaimer on the box, but, yeah, it's pretty hilarious to see. Do shapes have a New Zealand equivalent? Like is there a North and South Island version? (laughs) That would be a weird-shaped biscuit. I don't know. It would be, but I'm down with it. I reckon if it was on shelves, it would would be a winner. So get on it, Arnott. (laughs) No problem. I can find it. Where are you, New Zealand? Another bit of New Zealand comedy that kind of uh, reared its head in this one because um, as Bingo, I'm not sure when it comes, but Chili uh, says that classic New Zealand line. Sweet as, Bingo. Um, yeah, sweet as, bro. Um, which made me think of Beached As. Yes. Now, I haven't seen it for a long time. That was. Um, were you across that? Yes, and Flight of the Concords, I think, was massive at the time as well. It was definitely while we were in the UK and, yeah, it was like this giant cartoon whale, wasn't it? I'm just I'm just here, I'm beached. Um, yeah, it was super sketch drawn. Um, I couldn't say if there was anything to the comedy other than the New Zealand accent is hilarious. Plankton, oh, um, that was pretty funny when it was like, do you want some chips? <laughs> No, I'm, I'm away LA at Plankton. <laughs> that is such a bad good. New Zealand accent. I really apologise to all our <laughs> New Zealand. Uh, on behalf of Envy, I accept the apology. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, uh, a random one, though, because uh, Beached As was created by uh, Nick Boschier, Boschier um, who went on to be one of the – uh, Bondi hipsters and is actually oh, one of the co-founders yes. of Ludo. So, um, so yeah, there's in the deep dark history of Bluey, there is a bit of beached as there. So maybe this is a bit of a shout out to that um that past. So is he still involved with Ludo then? Because I love everything that they've done with like Soulmates and yeah, the Bondi hipsters. Ah uh, no, so he's not like on the website. Um. I guess Ludo's probably only been around for five years, so uh, he was one of the original co-founders. But, um, yeah, Ludo now just has Daly and Charlie, the two other co-founders who have been very involved in Bluey um, on the website. Um, I was trying to work out what he was doing and, yeah, there's a couple um, things in production for Nick Boschier um, that look very much along the same lines, comedy. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, I'm beached, bro. I'm beached is. 
who doesn't think a New Zealand accent is both hilarious and adorable. You know what, though? I don't think I ever really appreciated it until Flight of the Concords because <laughs> up until that point, oh. um, yeah, I just never saw um, it being that funny. And then after Flight of the Concords, I, we, that came and was peaking in popularity as Tim and I were um, travelling around Europe and we saw Kiwi guys like just pulling these amazingly hot <laughs> US girls and they were just talking normally, but because of Flight of the Concords, they just assumed that everything that the guy was saying was absolutely hilarious. So, um, yeah, it's that understated, um, laconic sort of way of phrasing things. Yeah, um, there were definitely some European hookups that should not have been happening <laughs> in any other way. But, uh, yeah, the power, the power of the Kiwi accent was, uh, was strong. Well- Yes, and gosh, they were hilarious. I wouldn't mind a uh, Flight of the Concords reunion. I um, saw them at Wembley. It was amazing. Wembley. They what? played Wembley in the UK and it was amazing. It was, yeah, it was that absolutely does sound amazing. Yeah, it was, it was a great concert. Because um, they were very much around at the same time as the um, Lonely Island guys who – I know we've talked before about Brooklyn Nine-Nine, but Andy Samberg um, kind of had that, you know, joke comedy band oh, music is this, project. Is- so, like, uh, I'm trying to think of it. one of the <laughs> – I can only think of the song that I can't say. Um, yeah. I'm on a boat. Um, I'm a boss. Yeah, that's one of them. Um, oh. And they did a very infamous one with JT. Oh, yes, um, I love all those. But- yeah. They've they've got something I'm from a, a couple of years lover, back. Mother lover, yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, they've got something on Netflix now from only a couple of years back, which is a kind of musical um, tribute to to baseball players from the eighties, which sound like sounds weird, and it that doesn't even begin to cover how weird it is. Um, but, I saw I saw five minutes of it. I couldn't watch it. I just yeah, yeah okay um, no yeah. But did you like it or were you? <laughs> yeah, uh, look, I I did not know what to make of it. High production value, I'll give it that. But yeah, <laughs> kind of just went nowhere. I, I and we did watch it to the end because it wasn't that long. But um, I cannot even remember what it's called. But I don't think we're plugging it anyway. So what? <laughs> do not bother with this nameless thing, dear listener. <laughs> Maybe I need a good problem. Ah, that's it, Bingo! You don't need a game. You need a problem. Speaking of people that we don't want to bother, uh, the postie <laughs> is looking very bothered um, because uh, isn't that cute when Bingo runs out and she starts barking at the postie? And I'm pretty sure <laughs> it is the same postie that we saw in dance mode as well. So that was quite a nice little tie-in. I reckon you're right, and yeah, he um, as if if he looked traumatized by bandits dancing in dance mode, this is just next level. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, speaking of uh, dancing and music, Mayor, um, there's quite a lot to say about the music in this episode. So, um, 
Uh, the music is Mozart's um, piano sonata in C uh, for the nerds like me. It's K545. And it's called Sonata Facile, which um, basically means easy sonata. Um, and the Allegro movement, which um, is like the fast, lively first stage of the three piece. Um, but it's an absolutely beautiful piece. And I think the, th- the reason why I love it so much is because it's a really great example of why Mozart was basically the Justin Bieber of the classical era. So um, the classical era, there was so much going on in terms of um, the Industrial Revolution. Um, Musical instruments became a lot cheaper, so um, more households were able to get things like pianos and violins um, where previously there'd been something that, you know, music had kind of been for the elite. Um, A lot of the Baroque music was composed for kings and, um, you know, noble people who had the money to be able to pay composers to basically be in residence. And quite often they would compose things for, say, a church. Um, Hence you get a lot of, like, organ music in the Baroque era. Yeah. But classical era is all about like the everyman. So, um, so things like um, the the reason that this would have been called uh, sonata facile would be because um, you know people would be able to purchase a piano and they were trying to teach their kids or themselves how to play <laughs> it and they wanted um, easy music. I mean, the printing press was invented during the Age of Enlightenment as well. So um, so all of a sudden well, people, together. Yeah, so people were able to access music and it made it a lot more um easy for them to sort of uh, hear about these sorts of music pieces that um, previously they would have had to go to a church or a concert hall or um, a court to hear. And, yeah, so um, Mozart, very much keeping his audience in mind, has kept this very simple, very scale-based. Um, it's in C major, which is the easiest scale because um, if you can imagine a piano how it's got the white keys and the black keys, the um, yep. C major scale is just the white keys pretty much. So yeah. it's not as um, much hand movement required. And it's this is considered one of the really great sonatas um, for, um, yeah, people who – have been playing for a little while but maybe still haven't got quite the same skills as um, the virtuosos of their day. Um, (laughs) And um, the tune's really catchy, so it makes it really easy for people to pick up and sing and hum. Mm, Cool. So what I'm hearing is Mozart's chopsticks. Like that's pretty much where we're at. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. You know, like um, uh, that's why – you can hum it so easily. It's because they they basically were writing pop songs for the people of the day. So, yeah. And um, I think we covered when we talked to Wade uh, very much a pop culture hit as well since then. I think this was the one that had dozens of appearances in the old Warner Brothers. Yeah, and I think Groundhog Day as well maybe. or That's ringing bells, yeah. yeah. So pretty cool. Yeah, for Warner Brothers. Wow. was really reflecting on that after our conversation with Wade and, yeah, man, they were violent. I honestly thought I'd use TNT a lot more in my life after, <laughs> after watching Warner Brothers, but Dynamite yes. just really isn't a thing. You, you sound disappointed. I'm hearing disappointment. <laughs> I 
am slightly. No, I'm, I'm really not. But um, yeah, it's like TNT and quicksand were, were things that the 80s prepared us for that just luckily haven't eventuated. So, <laughs> oh, man, I guess they couldn't have made all those uh, shows about pandemics. So, yeah, perhaps, perhaps ignorance is bliss. Yeah, perhaps. It's a lot harder pre-CGI to show, um, <laughs> I don't know, virus molecules and things like that getting around. Way more deadly in as it turns out. So, um, yeah. It'll be over soon. Lift it your will game, be. Victoria. And in the meantime, we've got Bluey showing us about ways that we can entertain ourselves at home. Thank and God. deal with all the problems. Yeah. Um, it's It's good to have a problem-solving episode. I like this. Yeah, I do too. And, um, yeah, I think the bit at the end where Chili and Bingo sort of look at each other and... It works! Thanks, Mum! No problem. It's a nice sort of wraps it all neatly in a bow after that almost slapstick sort of Bingo walking around with a puzzle piece on her butt. So... (laughs) True. Did you get um total like pantomime vibes? Like it's behind you, it's on your bum. Yeah. Sort of. Yes, that was very cute. Um, yeah, even as she put the lost posters up, um, a bit of a I reckon that's a kind of classic Warner Brothers move. You put up the missing posters or the wanted posters. Um, and yeah, there, there's a lot of old old cartoon comedy in this one. I reckon. Yeah. And um, if my three-year-old's any uh, litmus test, yeah, he was definitely yelling at the TV, it's on your phone. <laughs> so, uh, get that kid to a pantomime. I love it. <laughs> Bingo, you're missing a puzzle piece. Yeah, in New Zealand. Have you seen it? It's on your bum. Oh. <laughs> oh, Bingo. Well, um, Kate, we have a mailbag, no missing puzzle pieces, but we've heard from lovely long-time correspondents Gabby and Mark. Well, I love Gabby and Mark. So um, they actually work um, for Victorian government like I do. So, yes, we've had some in-real-life coffees and things. It's been lovely. Always good to hear from them and um, loved hearing especially that they're still um, enjoying the podcast despite not having a commute and going on drives so they can listen to them and get out oh, of the house. Um, that is commitment. lovely. That is that is high-level commitment. Uh, Mark and Gabby also say Joe looks so cute. Uh, they are correct. Um, <laughs> hi, little Joe, who's asleep as we speak. Um, he is honestly just the dream. So, oh, what yeah. a champ. I know. I'm just hoping he stays this way forever. So, yeah, <laughs> seven weeks in and he's he's still going great. So let, let's fingers crossed this holds, people. Gabby says that um, a recent spot in the zoo from season one, the picture next to the food storage cupboard is bingo with Bob Bilby. And actually that makes me think of this episode as well because um, there's a few drawn pictures on the wall um, while Bingo's hiding in the cupboard. With a little bit of ooh-la-la, I would have thought. Oh, yes. They're very ooh-la-la. So romance even. So Um, romance. Yeah. So one is Bluey and Jean-Luc and the other one, da-da-da-da. Uh, jetpack bingo so oh. a bit of a shout out to the favorite thing episode which yes. uh yeah that was just we will a be talking highlight. about very soon uh and we've i've already talked about it but unfortunately it got lost <laughs> as well <laughs> oh man so traumatized oh, i know um gabby also says that um 
have we noticed the card in dance mode uh, that plays the music is the same as the one that Bingo picks up in kids, or at least the music's the same? Oh, oh, Susanna. Um, Always oh, Susanna, yeah. Um, And that classic, like, kind of MIDI treatment of the song. Um, Yeah, so... Yes, definitely the same. Um, I love that you say MIDI and I say annoying keyboard. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's almost like a ringtone from a Nokia 4410 yes. or something. Oh, exactly like that, yes. Yeah. Um, and then uh, final point, um, they feel like the Ludo team has been dropping hints about sleepy time all through season two. Um, in dance mode, Bingo's looking at a book about the planets in the post office at the end of Flatpak. She's off to explore the universe. And, of course, even since season one, the bedroom's been full of their glow-in-the-dark stars. So, yep, good point. I reckon, man, you could hint all you wanted, but I don't think anyone could have ever seen Sleepy Time coming, and we're still not ready for it. So thank you, Mark and Gabby. Lovely to hear from you. Uh, no, I can't use a gym card, mate. Oh, no. Mode. I'd like to welcome Joseph McMahon to the oh. podcast arena. For, uh, We're just talking about how cute you are, young man. You are so cute, but yes, you are a little bit cranky pants because he's been having a cuddle with daddy rather than being in bed. Um, that's okay. Um, so, uh, bingo. There's a book which we're very lucky to have some books sent to us by a great Australian um, company. The lovely people at Aussie Toys Online sent us um, the two new books to the um, Bluey Bingo Ludo collection, um, all about bingo and <laughs> library. Yeah, all about bingo, all about Bluey. Um, they are so interesting because a lot of them have um, little facts that I didn't know about the girls. Um, and, I mean, you would think we're pretty deep in this, yeah, yeah, right? I pretty across it. Yeah, but, um, no, there were definitely some things that I uh, found very enlightening. For example, Bullet to bug on the wall, ding, ching, no one to love him at all, ding, ching. No one to tickle his toes, ting-ting. The ding-dings versus the ting-tings. So there is so much information coming about this one song right now. Um, One piece is from um, Katrina Drummond, who um, was one of the initial artists on Bluey, um, who messaged quite a while back um, to put us in the picture, I suppose, Um talking about the fact that that song was in the script for that episode and Joe actually, uh, Joe Brum actually put the ding ding or Katrina calls it the ding ching in the script himself based on the fact that Joe's um, kids were there and imitating the sound of an old typewriter that one of the other kids had bought onto set or the studio or wherever they were. Um, And, yeah, I can picture that actually, like an old typewriter, like the at the end it goes ding or yeah. And then well, when you have back. to hit it to go across, it sort of goes ching. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, so, yeah, there's some typewriter in there. Um, also heard on this one a while back from Jazz Darcy, who's one of Joff Bush's um, amazing musical team. Yeah. And, yeah, she also was saying that Joe had um, the bug song in the script from the start, but the musical team inverted the chord structure when they recorded it. Hmm. 
Um, and she also said she's a listener to the podcast and always has a grin on her face when we talk about the music. So oh, hi, Jazz, and hi. so lovely to know. <laughs> Hopefully it's not a grin like, oh, my God, what are these girls talking about? Anyway, hi, Jazz. Uh, yeah. But final thing, and I don't have it in front of me, I have seen the um, – the actual written script on the internet somewhere, and I can't remember where, but it it definitely had ding jing, so D I N G J I N G. So there is so the book even universe. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, who knows? Who knows? It sounds great, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we can all agree that the most important bit of that song is the <laughs> at the end. Like, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. As yeah. long as it's as- to have some final agreement on that, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> no one to blow his nose. <laughs> oh, and if you would like to agree with us, disagree with us, or otherwise, feel free to get in touch with us. We love hearing from you. Um, maybe you've got your own uh, wild theories and rabbit holes about the episodes we discuss. Uh, you can get in touch with us on Instagram, it's at BlueyPod. Um, on Twitter, it's at Bluey Podcast. On Facebook, we are Gotta Be Done, the Bluey Podcast. And you can email us. It's blueypod at gmail.com. Do all of those things. We would love to chat in the uh, not many episodes to go of the rest of this season too. I know. Mary, for the second time, it's been great talking about bingo. <laughs> And um, uh, let's, do, let's do the other one again soon love too. Love it so much. We did it twice. Um, yeah. <laughs> thanks, Kate. And until then, it's got to be done. Got to be done. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Now, raspberries or... Hey, so rude. <laughs>